Turn me up. There we go. Open your ears and listen. Direction for your ambitions. New narrative. This the community coalition. Jumel, Corey, and Dory here for the intervention. We've been letting it slide for too long. He on not no more slipping. Unity in the community. This how we rise up. Empowerment itself. Knowledge is Knowledge wealth. Is wealth. No more fighting as individuals. We municipal. This the podcast to listen to. You got a vision. We got a vision. Let's make it physical. Let's make it physical. Real talk. Three six. Uh huh. Real talk. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Energy in here, X. Real talk. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. about that, X? Hold up. Hold up now. Hold up. This the first oh, show. First show. Second season. Second, Second season. season. Mm hmm. What I tell the DJ. Bring I was about back. to say, you better tell that DJ, bring it back. Tell that DJ, bring it back. This how we get the, this is how we get the energy going, though. 2022, baby. What a way to put the up. Open your ears and listen. Direction for your ambitions. New narrative. This the community, this the community coalition. coalition. Jamel, Corey, and Dory here for the intervention. We've been letting it slide for too long. long. Not no more slipping. Unity in our communities. This how we rise up. Empowerment itself. Knowledge is knowledge is wealth. No more fighting as individuals. We municipal. Change the forecast. It's the podcast to listen to. It's the podcast to listen sir, to. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Happy 2022. Yeah. And what a way to start it off. What a way to start it off. 119 Media Group, Real Talk 360. Yeah. Jumel, Corey, and Dory. <laughs> I like that, man. What's up? What's um, up? What's up? Everything is lovely, brother. We're here. We know we finally succumbed to it man we played dodgeball with it as long as we could and got we hit. played keep away mm -hmm. <laughs> delta couldn't touch me <laughs> the original didn't get me uh -huh. mm -hmm. but the old omicron the decepticon came through mm -hmm. and got the household so i'm not in studio today man this is your boy corey grant 29571 marion county's own south cats homes here with my partners in crime, my partners in time. Yes, sir. Mel and Mel, Mel and Mel, what's happening, man? Happy 2022. Let's get it going. Yeah. Uh, well, come on then. We hustling out here. I'm back, man. Like I All said, right. hey, Jamel Live, Darlington 29532, mm -hmm. Jordan Street, Darlington County, DC. Back in the day, yes, just sir. hit DC. It was Washington DC. It was Darlington County. <laughs> man, that thing got me. Man, put me down for a while because we were supposed to do this last week. Yes, but they get you. Yes. They, they put out a good strand this time. Oh yeah, <laughs> you said they put out a good strand. <laughs> strand this time, strong, man. They said it was gonna touch everybody. Okay, yeah, it's gonna touch. It's gonna touch. If you're sixty or six, it's gonna, it's touch. gonna yeah. touch you. It's gonna touch. You. And it's hitting, boy. It's sweeping. It's, it's sweeping hard, right man. now, man. It is Left, really right hook. Cat Black, man. It yes, hit you sir. again. You, you you still you still good? What's happening? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I was um I was under the weather for about four or five days. I don't know what I had, so I ain't even gonna <laughs> say, but I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm good now, man. But it seemed like everybody around me sick. Like it's just something in that air just hitting everybody, man. I I don't know what's going on, but 
I just pray everybody just stay safe and, you know, just do what they got to do. Take the right medicines, eat, you know, vitamins, fruits, vegetables, because whatever <laughs> that is out there floating, boy, it ain't, it ain't playing no games, man. It's laying people yeah. down. It's it laying people and originally, I'll never forget what we said. It's not if you get it, but it's when, when you, you get, get it. it. Yeah. They said they said that. They said that yeah. the first week. So so for two and a half years, me and me and the family, we did a good job. But this one right here, like you said, Mel, they put a heck of a strain out. This time. <laughs> oh yeah, no cut, no cut. It got us. It got us. It got us. Yeah, man. Well. With no further ado, you know, we've been having some special guests, and today is no no exception. We have a, mm-hmm. a, a, a remarkable guest with us here today. I, I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, 119 Media Group and Real Talk 360 is more than proud, mm. more than proud to bring to you today. We got South Carolina's own, own Columbia. Stand up, AC Floor, where y'all at? Say it we again. Got a, oh man, this is home, South Carolina's home, AC Florida's home. Yes, sir. This is what the even his his peers uh they refer to him as a real one, you know, uh, <laughs> a real one. You know, the the the, the, the uncles that that I knew and, and and admired. This is a man's man. Is how they used to describe him. This dude right here. He's a a high school legend. He's an NCAA Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. You know, he's an NBA All-Star. Mm-hmm. None other than the X-Man, Mr. Xavier McDaniel. Give it on up. Thank you for joining us, my G. No problem. No problem, man. Anytime. Oh, man. Thank you for being here with us, sir. Yeah. So before we get to the X-Man and, and, and the Intimidator, <laughs> and and the, the scuffles and, and all the stuff they want to, you know, make you famous for and everything. Well, what, what we do here at Real Talk is we like to have a little, you know, we're proud of where we're from. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you probably can't hear everything like that. And you being one of our own, uh, that's why it's special for us for you to be here, man. So so thank you again. Can't say thank you enough. Um, but at the end of the day, man, we want to get to some of these roots. Uh, right. I, I'm, I'm very interested in, in seeing how did the X-Man become the X-Man. So if you don't mind, we, we just want to take you back a little bit, take you back a little bit to some of some of them roots you got there, dude. Right, right. So um, as I tell as I tell Mel all the time, you know, that I know this man right here, he's got some good fruit. You know what I'm saying? He got some good fruit, some good food, some good soul food to give us here today. But there's there's something at the root of that tree. You know, there's there's no tree that bears fruit fruit that doesn't have any any roots that get nurtured. Mm-hmm. So, so can you, um, X, real quick, can you talk, well, not real quick, take as long as you want, sir. Um, can you talk to us about growing up, you know, in, in Columbia, uh, in Columbia, South, South Carolina, back when you growing up? I mean, hey. I don't want to put your age out there, but they could Google it. You was born uh, in 19. Know, I'm 58. I'm happy with my age. There you go. All right. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm 58 and I'll uh, be 59 this year. Um, but I grew up in Columbia, South Carolina, a little section off of Rosewood Drive called Edisto Court, a uh, little black community there. Uh, a lot of people would say, where that's at? I would say, you know where Henley Homes at? And then they say, yeah, well, we're right behind Henley Homes. And, and I, I grew up, like I said, I grew up in a little small section off Edisto Avenue, Wallace Street, 1906 Wallace Street is where I grew up at. And uh, I started learning my craft 
I was just on a podcast a couple weeks ago and I was telling somebody that I learned my craft. I was this guy named, we called him Big Jim, Robert Green. I used to go down to his house. He was about four or five years older than me. I used to go down there into his house and they had the basketball court. We had the baseball field. We had, we did everything as y'all, go-karts, motorcycles. I mean, everything, football, basketball, baseball, anything you can know, cards. Uh, and that's where I started playing. And I graduated to the projects, which were across the street. Uh-oh. So I got my craft. <laughs> you know, I've always played all sports. I played baseball. I played football. I played basketball. Um, but somewhere, somehow, basketball always lied in the heart. That's, baseball is the first love. Oh, that was the next question. That was baseball the next question. Was the first love. And so... But basketball was always there. I can remember one time my mom was crying. You know, funds were very scarce. And I told her, I said, one day I'm going to be an NBA player. Mm. That means like, yeah, okay, X. And but <laughs> anybody who knows me from my community will tell you, it's a better baseball player than basketball player. Mm-hmm. Way better player. Not even close. Wow, and, Mel, how you think Orlando will take that? Well, that's what you say, right? <laughs> That's you know, what he said. I mean, I played for nine years. I played baseball for nine years from seven, eight years old all the way up to 18. Wow. So okay. I played baseball for a long time. And uh, but what position? What positions you play? What 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 play them all, bro? Ah yeah, I play I them all. I play them all. But my my favorite position is is catching, pitching, first and third. But most of the kids in my neighborhood, we all played three sports. Right. I mean, we all play three, you know, and as you get older, some venture out to other things and right. some stay. And but I got a lot of friends, man. I'm, I mean, got a lot of friends that play multiple sports. That's all we did was play sports. Yeah. Uh, the community I'm from, we had a lot of great players that came from my community. And I don't, I, I, and, and if you don't know where uh, Edisto Court at, I'm going to give you a little hit. It's right next, right by the fairgrounds. That's where I grew up, not far from the fairground. I could walk to the fairground from my house. And so uh, on that southeast side of town, you had a lot of great athletes in Henley Holmes, Edisto Court. You had them in Washington Park, Eastway Park, Bluff Estate, uh, um, uh, Little Camden, Arthur Town. Those are the communities that wasn't far from me. You could walk to most of them and stuff for less than five minutes in a car. So we had a lot of great athletes, man, and I tell people I just was the fortunate one that that uh, I had a very good high school coach that didn't allow me to do some things that I shouldn't do, and uh, mm. you know, brief fighting, cutting class, uh, what most teenagers would do. Yeah, man. I mean, so, South Carolina teenagers. I, I had a I had a tough coach too, and you know, and. Uh, I think with, with him and my parents working together as a team, it kind of got me back on, on track to do what I needed to do to be successful. Wow. So how old were you when you say you told your mom I'm, I'm going to the NBA? I, I might have been about 10 or 11 years old. Wow. Hey, man. And I mean, at that time, like I said, I was more of a baseball player. I played basketball. Mm-hmm. But basketball was just for – that was the recreation game to play when mm-hmm. – you know, football was out, 
And you know, right. that was the South, man. You could find baseball back in the day, you could find baseball players, football players all over. Basketball uh-huh. is something to do. But yeah. I don't know why I came out, and, and this is literally a true story. I was like, I'm gonna get us up out of here. I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna play in the NBA one day. And uh, I have no recollection why I would say it, but I said it. I just Probably knew that he was crying and the money was low. It's like, one day we never gonna have to worry about money. Mm. And she was like, yeah, okay, X. And uh, <laughs> so that dream came true in 1985. So um, what, what high school did you go to in Columbia? AC Floor. AC Floor. Yeah. It's not Eau Claire. Ah, not Drill, right? Not Richland, it's AC Floor, and uh, right on. Uh, and uh, I, you know, AC Floor. I mean, it was in the Forest Acres area near Fort Jackson, hmm. and so uh, they, you know, I probably I would have went to Booger T. Washington High School if they didn't do the integration, but when mm-hmm. they did the integration, I, I wound up going to Florida. They bust us. I passed Drill High School every day to get the AC floor. So we passed that school every day and, and that was our rivalry. But yeah, I was bussed across town um, to AC floor. So uh, what what made, what? how did you make your college decision? What made you go to Wichita State? Uh, hold on, 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 okay. We're going to get to Wichita State, but we still in Columbia right now. Hold on, hold okay. on, hold on, okay. hold on. I'm hold over on. too fast. I, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> because he mentioned something earlier about, uh, you know, the folks who, you know, still, he said he, he said he graduated to playing in the projects. That mm-hmm. that stuck out in my brain, right? There. Yeah. So I mean, you used to play. When you, when you graduate to play, talk to us, talk to me a little bit about, you know, how you, how you graduate? What did, what did you do in your game? Or how did how did you know you were ready to take it to, I guess, a, a street ball thing in the projects? Because I know playing in the projects yeah. is different. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, you know, we used to play in, in, in Big Jim's uh, backyard on dirt. Mm-hmm. And he had like a 10-foot a goal back there. And so I started getting pretty good. Those guys were already four or five years older than me. And now I'm starting to beat them in, you know, back then, you know, a lot of people played, you know, 21 back then. Yeah, 21. Yeah, play 21. You you score, you shoot a free throw, and you just keep playing until you get 20. Right. And so right. when I started getting good with them, mm-hmm. I already had some friends who we go middle school and elementary together and stuff. And they started trying to talk me into it, but I was told I couldn't go into the over there. You know, without my parents knowing. And then one day, man, I was like, come on, man, let's go over here and play. And I started, I was 14 years old. I started playing with those big guys, older guys. And a lot of them used to try to intimidate me. Right. And, you know, they, they're they 21, 22, 23. I'm 14, 15 years old. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of back down. Mm-hmm. And so this guy in my neighborhood, Tony Red, was like, yo, man, you got to start standing up for yourself. And, and Tony Red, one of the toughest guys I know. He's one of these street guys that like, you're going to mess with him. <laughs> you better be prepared for war. Uh, Take it there. And he told me, you better start standing up for yourself. I don't care. It's better to get your ass whipped than be a coward. Mm. And so I thought, like, now, now, now I'm not 6'1". Now I'm about 6'5", 6'6", 185 pounds. How old? I mean, what year? How old? Oh, now. 
Okay. Sixteen now. So now mm-hmm. I block it. Before I used to be like, give him the ball. I just block it again. It <laughs> call foul. Just block it again. So it got to the point. Now I'm standing up for myself. They are like they won't fight. Then I'm like, fuck it, let's fight. <laughs> I started you know, yeah. up for myself and that's how I made the name most of the guys my age they would play sometimes but they didn't play a lot because you know older guys can be a little vicious sometimes but I stayed with it and I just I just kept grinding at it till I got to the point where when I would I would have something to do at home and I'll come down to the park like 30 minutes late they were like yo man Get the fuck off, X's you up. That's the respect <laughs> I start because yeah. like, we pick X anyhow. And so because I didn't show up and I was late, I get down and I'm like, yo, get get the fuck off the court, man. And then <laughs> so I start, you know, getting that that respect from some of the older guys and stuff. Right. And so right. um, you know, guys my age, man, you know, playing down at um in order to have a, a name for yourself in Columbia, you had to go play at Valley Park, uh, which is King Park now. And so we would go to King Park and play when I was 13 and 14, 15, all the way up to 18 until I went to college. And I was playing for a guy named Buddy Taylor. Uh, his brother, Al Taylor, me and him was teammates, and we were on the seventh, eighth grade team. And we, we, we've always played all the way up. And <laughs> Buddy would like – Y'all lost this game. Y'all take y'all asses out there and fight. Or I'm going to wear y'all out in practice. So we'd be fighting at King Park, man. I mean, just literally <laughs> fighting and stuff. So that's where it all started from. And you know what I'm saying, man? That's that's, that, that's kinda kinda like, You know, it just kind of like, you know, you're playing against the Eau Claire guys. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you're playing against guys from C.A. Johnson. You're playing from guys that went to school with me down at Pinehurst Park. Uh, well, a lot of them, you know, the guys from Johnson was called Jackets Terrace. And then um, the Eau Claire team was uh, Drew Park. So, man, we just all, I mean, from 13 to, to 15 to about 16, you know, the, the fighting kind of died down a little bit. But right. during that time, man, we could get into a lot of things. And I mean, we just get kicked out and then we, they'll put us back in and, and stuff. And then we'll get in another fight. They'll suspend us. But yeah. I, mean, I just, I, 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 just the area, King Park is another area that was tough. And then mm-hmm. you tried to be tough. And you going down there to play, everybody tell you, in the 70s and the 80s and, and, and the 90s, King Park was the place to play. You could have up to 30 scouts at a basketball game in the hood. Drop them jewels. What no AAU? I mean, we got police is at the game because they mm. you know I played for Shelly Rockets it was Shelly Rockets back then but when I played it was Bluff Road Bullets and and then we would play Drew Park and when these two teams get together it's it's, it's a pack house mm-hmm. I mean we got eight nine police officers down there patrolling and it's like I mean it's like it's I mean it's like it's, it's like the NBA finals man because they know these we, we, which we were going to play in the finals and man, it's like it's it's a hell of a game, man. It's not the like about. So this was still high school, right? This yeah. was still in high school, yes. Yeah, this is being sixteen doing it at the park. See, yeah. I like that stuff like that because you know they t- when you talk about King Park and saying them names, Tony yeah. Reed, 
Tony Red and Buddy Taylor. Props to them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They they don't they probably ain't never been mentioned on a podcast before. Right. So, so, so right. solid for you. I got a question for you. Did y'all did y'all win the state? Yeah, we won the state. Yeah, what that was the next question. Yeah. Wait, we, man, we, I thought you was riding with me. I am. <laughs> yeah, we won. We just sixteen. Yeah, yeah, we definitely won the state. We beat y'all boys down there, Bennisville. Yeah. Marlboro County. Yeah, Marlboro County. Yeah. We ain't from no Marlboro County. No, Tell you Marlboro from. County. That's uh <laughs> I know yet you from Dollar. I'm just playing, man. We just playing with you. We all that's, not, that's in that PD area down yeah. there. Yeah, PD. Yeah, but um, mm-hmm. I remember yeah. we were we were in the playoffs, because uh, I felt like we should have met with um what's that team? It's uh Andrew Jackson ran out of Kershaw. Okay. And they had a kid, Singleton. I think it was Singleton was his name, George Singleton. And they wanted to win in the state that year. And they were supposed to meet us. They were in the lower state. We was in the upper state. And we got upset. So my that's my junior year. Then going into my senior year, um, everybody still had us as one of the favorites, but we were struggling. And a friend of mine uh, named Alan Green, he didn't come out for the team that year because he didn't play that much as a junior. We struggled the first three or four games, five games of the season. We were something like one and four, two and three, something like that. Wait a minute. One and four, two and three, and this is the team with you and Tyrone Corbin on together? Yes, we had three Division One players on that team. And y'all started off like that? Yeah, Tyrone was trying to play the point. He was trying to. (laughs) play and we were just struggling man we were just chemistry struggling. and so i i one day I, I, was, I just said i'm going to eat lunch quick i wouldn't bother nobody in the cafeteria grab my lunch because i had a few lunches now i had a bunch of lunches now <laughs> you got to pay the piper but yeah, saying? yeah so i said i'm gonna eat lunch i went in there and i said coach he talked with you man he said what's going on xavier i said we need alan green man He's like Xavier, he didn't come out. He's not on the team. We just got to figure it out. I said, Coach, we need him. I now, said, is this coach, is this coach uh Carl Williams? Yes, Coach Carl Williams. Yes, Coach Williams. And I was okay. like, Coach, man, we need this guy, man. I say, if we don't, we don't get this guy. We ain't going nowhere. You'll be pulling guys up off of off of JV, getting them ready for the next year. Because that's mm-hmm. what happened to me and Ty uh two years prior. Right. So he was like, all right, meet me at the uh, – because he worked at the center in the projects where we grew up at and where I grew up. So mm-hmm. he didn't know. I already talked to Green. I already yeah. talked to him. Oh, so we get right. to the center. We goes up because his mom stayed uh, right by Rosewood Drive. As soon as you turn down Bull Street and Rosewood, there was his, his apartment was right there. And we were talking and – you know, I'm like, man, we need you, man. And his mom said, well, they say he needs you. You better go out there and play some ball. And and Coach, if he was alive today, he hate this story because, you know, coaches like him, they don't beg people to play. Mm. But we needed this guy. And we you knew never, that too. We never looked back. I think we went undefeated. I, I, I told people, I've told people all the time that I might have been the MVP and Tyrone might have been the MVP. But nah, that's that's my most valuable player because wow. this guy took us from 
think it was one and four or two and four. We didn't mm-hmm. lose a game with him. I mean, we we blew by everybody. I now now I'm just doing things that I did my junior year, first and first and third quarter. That's normally what I played when we were play people. We'd be beating people. We'll come out. And we'll have somebody down like twenty five to four. And we've been beating like 80 to 30, mm. you know. So uh, when him on the team, man, we start we, – we, now that engine is rearing and we moving. Yeah. Like that chemistry, man. Yeah. And so we get to the state with him and we win the state. And uh, it, it's the best feeling, man. Every time I go talk to the kids at AC floor when they're getting ready to make that state run, nobody remembers second place. Mm. Uh, right. Nobody remember second place. One is you know? a winner. Two, nobody remember. Yeah, That's nobody right. remember you. So, I, 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 I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I got to give credit. I mean, I might have averaged these many points, but I tell people, when before he got on the team, I was averaging like twenty something. When he got on the team, the ball was distributed to more people. Right. But yes. in that state championship game, though, yeah. I think you went for something like twenty three. And yeah. you had 23 and 12? Yeah, I had 20 and a half. They played me man to man. They played me man to man. I take I take that shit personal. <laughs> 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 I take that personal. Wow. You know? and, and, and that's not against Kozell, but I mean I took that I took that game personal. I, my eyes lit up when I seen man to man. You haven't been played man to man since when? Hey, everybody knows you play me man to man. We had a play and I'm gonna get it. Up top in his one on one, and I'm scoring just about every time. Mm. What the hell? <laughs> I shot. I mean, you got to realize. I mean, I shot like seventy percent in high school. Yeah, you was a like an inside out. You you could give it to them however yeah. they needed it. You know, mid range, post game. Yeah, I could play in even high school. I could play inside outside, uh, but mostly my senior year, I played inside. You mm. know, my junior year, we were a little bit bigger. Uh, we had Hildebrand, we had Robert Brandon, we had Tyrone. So I played more small forward my junior year, and then my senior year I played more center. And we had Anthony mm-hmm. Snooks, who was 6'8", and we had Tyrone at 6'6". Uh, a center on defense and power forward on offense. Yeah. Yeah, y'all was solid. Y'all yeah, was, was solid, solid running the dorm, and y'all won state, man. So yeah. real quick about your coach, uh, uh, you know, the late, great Carl Williams. I heard you say something, and I read an article where you spoke highly of him. Uh, and you, he, you know, for you to be able to go to him and say, we need this kid on our on our team, does that speak to the relationship that, that you and he have for you to be able to get him to to be able to, I guess, go outside of what was the norm yeah. for him? Yes. We, we had what most, I would say, teenagers have with their parents, mm-hmm. that love-hate relationship. Right. Because – if something went on and if I was somewhere near, you could just go to him and say, X did this, and boy, he will punish me. I get mad. I mean, I'm gonna tell you, I'd be mad. I'd be mad. I'd be like getting ready to say some choice words <laughs> and stuff. And I'll be like, you know, but I, I as an adult, I, I understood it more. Right. Now, especially now. Uh yeah, we have you know, you as you grow older and you get kids, you kind of understand what they're doing. But man, this guy was, he would punish me. When I say punish me, I mean punish me. I mean, nothing my daddy had to do to me because I was actually about to quit 
playing for AC Floor my junior year. Mm-hmm. And he kicked me off the team. What? And went to my house. And I walked through the door. I didn't know this cat was going to come to my house. Uh-huh. He went and talked to my parents. I walked through the house and my daddy hit me in the chest. I said, man, why you hit me in my damn chest, man? <laughs> and he was like, Carl Williams just left here. And if, if, if I ever, ever hear him saying, you didn't do this or do that, I'm going to whoop your ass. And I was sitting there like, I would say, if he tell you to jump, you say how high. He tell you to run through a wall, you run through it. And you did mm. not ever come to this house and tell me what you're doing wrong. And man, I was like, oh, Lord. Yeah. Pop get mad. And he started hitting. And I, mean, I know people be talking about Mike Tyson. Hit yeah. hard. Well, my daddy used to hit hard, too. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I guess that thing going to drill going to be out. Because I, I, I went to school with a lot of people from drill, so I'm very familiar with the drill kids over there. So and he told me, you go back and you talk to coach. And he called me. And anything I did wrong, I got punished with coach. I got punished at home. Man, it made me be a model citizen. I right. I had to stop hanging with certain people. Right. Even though I wasn't doing I, And as we got old, I said, coach, you know, a lot of them times, about 50% of the things they told you, I didn't do. Wow. But he always said guilt by association, Xavier. And so, like, you know, like for example, if somebody's about to get in a fight, they'll be like, Big X. Hey man, them cats may may want to try to jump me, man. So, you know, all the fights happen right down by the bus. I'll be like, nah, you good, nigga. I got you. I got you. And you know, that's how our community was. So we go yeah. down with us. Nah, man, I ain't got no problem with you. I, but you got a problem with him. Y'all can square all, you know, one on one. Ain't gonna be no jumping. We didn't play that. People, my name, we didn't play that. So uh, I would get into some things like that and, you know, myself a couple fights and and stuff. But uh, but my, my, but I had, to, I had to kind of straighten my act up a little bit, man. I had to, had to go to class. I used to cut class a lot, man. I cut class so much. <laughs> and Take I have a friend. Uh, he wound up going to, I mean, to Eau Claire transfer out, and he went to Eau Claire. But we used to have this thing in math class. And I used to say, MC, D-A-N-I-E-L, what that spell? He would say McDaniel. Then he'll turn around and say, MC, C-L-I-N-T-O-N, what that's the McClinton. And they would like, get us out. We just go to the gym and play ball. Ah. They can't say I cut class. So what yeah. they can say is, I got kicked out of class. I said, she put ah. me out. I go to the gym. And, and and work on my craft. So we used to pull that a lot. Okay. All right. Well, we had one of our more spirited debates on, on, on our show on Real Talk 360 here. With, with, and I know that coach was influential. And like you said, he yeah. got your parents. And, and they were always there. But just real quick, Mel is one of those who don't think the coach should ever yell at the players. No, you're not. You, you, so you're nah. saying it wrong. You're saying it wrong. See? I don't I, think that. I don't but what do you think? But um, what you think? I just, I just don't think you have to belittle a person to make them perform. Right. And it's oh well, no, you changed. Oh, okay, you started well, this, brother. Okay, okay. This. Well, he changed his terminology. I, if, I spoke, if I spoke, I know that some people. I know that some kids, if their father figure ain't there, they need that and they look towards yeah. that for that man to do that. But a lot of times, you don't have to 
belittle and cuss at a person for them to perform, especially these days. That's all I'm saying. So well, if you I, want that yeah. back, if you bring that what happened back then to these days, it ain't gonna nine times out of ten, it ain't gonna work. Yeah. Well, you know, like with my high school coach, he was quiet and laid back. Coach mm-hmm. Williams didn't say nothing. Now, I got me and Big Rob, probably the only two players, because he was another one that we used to kind of hang out. Uh, he grew up over by Tyrone Corbin. And he told, but this was not in a game, but this was a practice. He told, told him, I'll kick your ass. And he told me, Xavier Daniel, I'll kick your ass. And I was like, I was like, my eyes went like white because I never heard him speak that way. But he knew he was going to have to kick your ass. Look how big you. Yeah, he was a big boy. But now my my college coach, oh my God. Boy, he got choice words. He wasn't right, but he would have some choice words for you. But, Mm -hmm. you know, coach was kind of like laid back. He was real quiet, you know, very articulate. I mean, he just, I mean, once he showed you something, we had to pick it up quick. Right. We didn't have time to go over things three and four times. He had, if we were doing something, we did it for five minutes. We went to something else. You couldn't pick it up. You go on third team. So right. you had to learn how to pick things up. Some guys that didn't pick up, they wasn't the fact they couldn't play. They just couldn't pick up plays very well mm. and, and real quick. So yeah. when he tells you something, we had to snap at it, snap at it. We had to do it. And, well, that uh, prepared you well for um for college, I yeah, want to say. Yeah, but, but how did you? How did you? Okay, like Cat Black. Back to your yeah. question and what you asked. I know with you, twenty three and twelve in the state, you win state. Y'all should have, um, like you said, probably won it before. Uh, who was recruiting you at this time? Who? How, how was that working? Who, well, who was trying to? I, I'm gonna say two parts. So I'm gonna talk about some letters and then what when how I picked it, like. I got letters from Georgetown. I got letters from Duke. I got letters from Clemson, South Carolina, Memphis State, Wichita State, mm. Ole Miss, uh, Bradley. I, I, I had well over 100 different schools looking at me. Had All right. Just about everybody in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wisconsin, Michigan State. Um, I narrowed my choices down to um, Memphis, Clemson, Carolina, and Wichita State. And Ole Miss never went away. Even though I told them I wasn't interested, they never went away. So they kind of stayed rec- – and I went on a recruiting trip because Tyrone was going, so we both went on a recruiting trip. And I was like, man, I don't think Mississippi where I want to come. <laughs> I was like, man. But – um I knew I wanted to go to South Carolina. And I told some other people on a podcast that, you know, people want to blame me that why I didn't go to South Carolina, but they don't know the ins and outs, how South Carolina promised me a scholarship, signed six guys. Now they coming to me and telling me they want me to go to prep school. Basically broke my heart. Oh. 17 years old. And I'm thinking that I'm going to go to South Carolina. I've told my high school coach, I only went on one trip. Uh So I opened up my recruiting trip again, and I wind up going to Memphis State. I went to Clemson, and I went to uh, Wichita State. And when I was in Memphis, 
I had a great time in Minnesota. Went to a lakeside uh, at Old South Coliseum. They got me backstage. I had a great time. We played ball, Bobby Parks, and all those guys who played for Memphis back then. Uh-huh. They just shut the rec center down. And it, it was against the NCAA rules back then. It's not no more. It was against the NCAA rules that you couldn't, you can, when you go on a recruit trip, you couldn't play no basketball. Man, they locked oh. that gym down, gave me some shoes, and we ball out. Ah. We ball out, man. We just had a great time. It's a great time I had. I went to Wichita State. I go see one of uh, Coach uh, Sam Goodwin was a football coach, and, and Coach Jeffries was out there. I went to visit them. Uh, then I got with Cliff Levinston. We went up to Kansas, met down there Valentine, came back to Wichita was, you know, KU was about two and a half, three hours away. And he said, you want to go on a trip? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. So we went up there, we hung out, came back, met with the coaching staff that day. And and I, I just had just a great time, man. And, you know, they told me what they see me at. And um, I took a gamble, man. I took a gamble. And I sit down with my my, my uh, high school coach and my parents, and, and 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 I'm just being honest. They was like, "You need to leave. Mm. You need to get out. You need to learn how to grow up. You need to learn how to be responsible. Uh. You got a lot of shit with you, ex. <laughs> so you you know they're telling me the things that I need to learn how to do. You know." Um, they love you. That's because they love you. And then when you go to college, you go to Wichita State, and you join a team that would, you know, they've already they got, got, got a couple of players who were already. Was that Elite Eight? They went to the Elite Eight the year before. The year before, yeah. so that was a. But but were they on? Did they get put on probation after that when you went? When I got there, the NCA. I remember the NCA told me, once you sign a national letter of intent, you're stuck with that school. They they told me I could get out of it. If I want to, ah, see, you know, I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go, and so we got put on probation by December. We were number four ranked team in the country at the time, mm. and we got put on probation. Wow. We finished that year twenty three and six, man, with with uh, Cliff Livingston, Cliff Livingston, we had Arm Sherrod, Greg Dryland. So we had a great, great team. Tony mm. Mark. And you started that year. You started as a freshman. Did you I start as a freshman? Games, I yeah. started three games as a freshman, uh, but I didn't start to my June, sophomore year, sophomore, okay. junior, senior year. And so, um, for me, it was great because, I mean, I got to play a lot. You know, thirteen minutes a game for a freshman was pretty good. You know, Arbor Sherrod was a freshman. He played about twenty-eight, but he was the second best guard in the country coming out of high school behind Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, and he was one of the top scorers in the country as a freshman too, averaging about eleven points a game. So, I felt I felt pretty good after that freshman year. I had done learn a lot, you know. I realized that I couldn't just rely on jumping ability because when I got to college, man, everybody can jump. Yeah. <laughs> so, I remember one practice. I got my shot blocked, dunked, blocked about. Maybe about four or five times. I mean, Cliff is hounding me today. I mean, I'm going mm. up and I'm trying to dunk on him. He's like, get that shit out. Get that shit mm. out. Mm. Well, after practice, Antoine said, man, you can jump, but you ain't jumping with no force. He said, Cliff, don't jump with me. He know I'm going to put this knee in him. And 
And so he started showing me, he said, you know, high school, you can get away with that because you, you may be taller or quicker than everybody. Right. Showing me how to actually dunk on people. Oh. You you put that knee, when you hit him with that knee, and he said, I promise you, you he'll never jump again. That's me. Like, okay. So we running the play, and I went baseline, and I put that knee on him, and I hit him with that dunk. And, and every time I would go to the hole, he would never jump again. <laughs> he back <Wow>. up. <laughs> right. Because now, you know, you know how to dunk. You know how to dunk since you're 15. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about really knowing how to dunk on people. And that's what I was learning. That was Cliff that. left. That was Cliff and, uh, and yeah. Antoine Carter. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with wow. Cliff, I think people all the time, I learn hard work with him. Hard work, man. This dude is relentless on the board. And so. Yeah. Your yeah, sophomore I, year, you averaged both of them and stuff, man. And 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 that what was was about my high school coach was saying, they both gonna be pros. You mm-hmm. can't help but learn, right? You know? And um, you know, they felt like I would never get in any trouble because he my high school coach. Like I remember saying, well, you get out there your freshman year, you don't know nobody, but right. Coach Jeffries and Coach Sam Goodwin, and so you get out there. By the time you meet people. You're gonna probably be a when you really meeting people, you're gonna be like a, a junior and hopefully you'll be mature. And 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 it all played out exactly the way they felt like it would happen. And um Yeah, you, know, you actually led the I think you are you what did you lead the nation in rebounding your sophomore year. Right. Yes. Wow, and, and that was and then but you were still averaging twenties back then. I was a two-time Missouri Valley Player of the Year. Two-time Missouri Valley Player of the Year. And by your senior year, you was averaging like 27 and 15? Yeah. 27 and 15, man. In college. first The first player, first no, not player, first person. Yeah. First person ever to lead the nation in points and rebounds in the same season. And the funny thing is, I only averaged like 18 to 20 shots a game. I didn't even take a lot of shots. Efficient, you know. Um, Efficient, and and the funny thing is, I never even set out to do that, man. It's just something that just happened. I mean, uh, I like just just like about a three or four week stretch, man. I was dropping thirty every night. I was dropping thirty or forty every night. <laughs> what the hell? You know, a lot of people will sit there and say, "Well, let's see his shots and look. Let's look at his numbers," but. I shot 56% from the field. You know, I would have averaged more than that, but you know, I only shot like 66 from the free throw line. So um it was just something that just happened, man. Uh that's beautiful. I didn't go out and shoot a lot of shots. I don't know if y'all remember a guy named um Al Frederick Hughes. Now that joker used to shoot shots. He played for a lot of <laughs> I didn't shoot that I don't. Game, but I was just very efficient with what I did. Right and on. Then, I just caught one of them times where I'm hot and I just could not miss shots and stuff. Thirteen all American. I seen that. Yeah. I saw that. But um yeah. so Wichita State, well after I look at Wichita State really is for you because they take pride in being a, a Wichita State shocker. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm definitely a shocker. Oh, yeah. you, you go to Wichita. I lived in Wichita before. Yeah. When you say that's shocker, what I was gonna ask you, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well you what were you doing at the Air Force Base? And my dad was in the army. Okay, the army out there. Uh huh. And I moved to Wichita. I ended up moving moving to Wichita. Yeah. 
And well, you uh, were just in Kansas the whole time. I was in Kansas since like um '92. Okay, but '90, '90, '90. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was. I'm still, I, well, I still go there, but I had a house out there in '90. I live out by you know where Northwest High School at. Yeah, I stayed about mm -hmm. six minutes from Northwest High School off 119th Street and 13th, in between 13th and 21st. Okay, so about I got one question. I'm giving back to Corey. About 10 minutes from the zoo. Oh, go ahead. Who has ahead, the best barbecue? Is it down south or is it in uh -oh. Kansas? Uh oh, great yeah, question. Great question. Take your time, Eric. Take your time. Great question, Mel. Great question. Because now you 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 oh, see two types of barbecue. It, it is too tight. Now, brisket, they do some hell of a brisket. Out yeah. Yeah, it's a brisket sandwich. And they do some good ribs, too. But I love me some Big T's barbecue, man. I and love where is that at? barbecue in Columbia, South Carolina, okay. on Garner Spears Road. It's some of the best barbecue you're going to have. You know, out, out in Kansas, they don't do hash and rice. No. And stuff. But I mean, it's both of them really great. Great. They use ketchup base. I am a mustard based guy, but I love ketchup now because if you live in Kansas, you gotta definitely have the the um, the uh, the ketchup base. You know, we we in the south, we do mustard base. You know. Yeah. And uh, if you ever been up to Kansas City, they got a lot of great barbecue spots too. Which you go to Gates? Spot. Have you ever been to Gates? Gates, yeah. Yeah. I've been to several of them up there. Um, and Wichita, pig in, pig out. Yeah. It's a bunch of, man, um, that I go to. And they take care of me, man. I, I'm not even going to lie. I'm not of even going to lie. There a lot of, lot of people in Wichita, they love those shockers. And I go yeah. I go to Waltz Burger. Waltz says, hey, don't, your money ain't no good here. And uh, Waltz is off of, uh, it's off of, uh, no, it's um, Central, right off where the Chick-fil-A at. On Central and uh, Rock Road, right behind the Chick Fil A, that little shopping plaza right there. Rock Road and Central, where the old theater used to be, on the other side, right up the street from um, Capon. I had to see. I can't recall. Burger, Burger, yeah. So I mean, I mean, if you if, if you are, you don't have to be a legend, but if you are, if you're good in the community, man, they they take care of you. Oh yeah, they gonna hold you up. They they, they take care of you. So you walking around Wichita, mm -hmm. thirty points, right. huh? Thirty points, averaging thirty points. You walking uh -huh. around Wichita, thirty points, and they treat yeah. you like you Jordan already. Yeah, 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 man. They 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 they, they love some some shockers, man. Um, now, now I want to ask you about your shockers. Is this where I read somewhere you began? Is it with your eyebrows? Is is that true? Uh, that's not Did true. You shave it? That's not true. Oh, that's not good. Some some guy wrote that, and I've never shaved my eyebrows. <laughs> I couldn't find any footage of it. I was like, I'll tell you this right here. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this right here. I went to the barbershop, Me and Arby Sherrod and another teammate, James Gibbs, and we were always on big games. We was playing Tulsa, and if you're from Wichita, you know that's the big game. Yeah, like mm -hmm. South Carolina Clemson, right? And so we're at the barber shop on um 21st Street in Grove, right there, uh, um, about five blocks from Wichita State University. And so it was my chance to get in the door in the, in the chair, and I was like, What y'all gonna do? Like, cut it off. I cut all my hair off. You had a flat top, 
No, I just had a regular cut. You just had a regular cut? Okay. Yeah. And it was like, cut it off. So I cut it all off, all my hair off. Mm. Them jokers get in the chair and they just got their regular cuts. I was mad. Everybody looking at me like, man, what happened to you? I said, man, them jokers tricked me, man. Oh, man. When I came out for the game, yeah, people loved it. Oh, it was so I kept it and it just became a part of the X Main Phenon, I guess. So I was like, I just kept it. And so when I got to to the to, you know another big game, I'll I'll cut it like it looked like it's cut now, but it actually needs to be cut now. But I would as soon as it get up, man, I mean get up a little bit, I'll just cut it off. And I just kept doing it. But then in the summers when I didn't play ball, I just let it grow out. But then, you know, over time, I just got so used to doing it. You know, by now, by senior, I'm just cutting it off all the time. By the end of my senior year, I'm just cutting it off all the time. But uh, I never, never cut my eyebrows. I don't know where this guy get it from. I just don't have, I'm just not a hairy person. I don't have a lot of hair on me, period. I mean, I'm just not a hairy person. So after a stellar... A stellar and all-star All-American, you know, college player, you get drafted. 1985. First round pick, fourth overall. Fourth overall. South pick went to the, I, I know, right? South Carolina zone. Yeah, there, right there. Over there in the projects. <laughs> in the yeah, projects. On the Tony Red and them boys, man. Yeah. Now you get to now you go, all the way over to Seattle, though. All the way over there, yeah. All the way over there, man. Talk to us. Uh, talk to us about your, you know, your, your rookie well, season and getting I, drafted and coming in and, and how was I, that? Can I interrupt real quick? I got one question. Oh sure. Uh, okay. What color was the suit on that you had on that night? <laughs> was that? A, I think I had on a, a. It was either a gray or a blue suit I had with a red tie. I think. Was it double breasted? No, it wasn't double breasted. Was, it was just a, a two piece. Okay, ah. where, where, the, where the draft was? Was it what you you remember was, where the draft Madison, was? Madison Square Garden in the forum. Okay, now check this out. When y'all leaving the hotel, right? Uh-huh. And you going to the forum. I mean, to the garden. How you feel? How'd you feel at that time? Because now, because now, what you didn't told your mama at yeah. ten years old could come true that night. Yep, I, I was with my agent David Falk. David Falk. Mike, that was Mike agent too. Yeah. Yep. And Pat Agent. Yep. James worried there. A lot of us. Patrick Look at Mel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my father and my high school coach was there with me. And uh we get there. We well, we we, we uh catch a catch a cab over to the to the farm. Uh my horse beating fast. I'm not saying a lot. Um we get there, they line us up. They had Patrick Ewing, they had Wayman Tisdale. North Benjamin Mary, and everybody sitting down. You know, everybody know Patrick Young was going one. Yeah. New York already muted court. Go ahead. And New York said, you know, they're already gonna take Patrick number one. Okay. I knew there was a possibility that I may go to to the Pacers at number two. Small possibility. Wayman Tisdale had a stellar three year career at at, at uh at uh Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And so he went number two, and I'm looking at the role. Okay, so now it's me and Benoit. And then Benoit got called third. 
because I thought it was possible I'd go to the Clippers. When they called me out, man, it was like everything just left out on me, man, for a second. They said, from Wichita State, Xavier McDaniel. And then I was like, I got up, and I just couldn't do but put a big smile on, man. And I was like, you know, everything I dreamed about has come true. I knew things that I could do for my family that I couldn't do before. You could do it now. It through my mind, man. I was just happy to get it over with because a lot of people wanted Seattle to take deadly shrimp. Yeah. And so I knew it was going to come down to me and deadlift. But see, I know some of the people in Seattle at the time wanted deadlift and some wanted me. And I think what happened was they had recruited some other kids that did not pan out and they were happened to be white. And I yeah. know McCormick, great guy, John Sonvold, I know all of them. So I think that's played the part of me. But I tell everybody anyhow, I was the best player in an 85 draft anyhow. Word. <laughs> I, I truly believe that. And me yeah. and Patrick have had talks over this. Well, I was rookie of the year. I said, yeah, Patrick, you were rookie of the year. You were, but you missed 32 games. I played yeah. two games. I felt like I was not to take nothing from nobody because I think Patrick Ewing overall was going to be a Hall of Fame. I watched him play when we were playing in Madison Square Garden in 1982. And we was in a double header together. I knew he was a great player, but because he missed 82 games, that prompted me to the number one position. And so uh, he wound up winning rookie of the year, but I felt like I should have won it because, you know, our, our stats were about the same. You take my 32 worst games and move them out, my numbers are better than his. Yeah, I, I saw an interview where he said that too. Yeah. So, and I told, and I'm saying, Patrick, come on now, you missed. 32 games. You ain't missed two games. You missed 32. You almost missed half the season. You only played um, – you missed 32 games. You played 50. That means you only – you played a, roughly what? 60 games, 58% of the games? Yeah. That's all you played. I played 82. I played 100%. So I felt like – but I understand that there were some issues that went on during that time. In, in 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 1985, 86, 85-86 season, that probably stopped me from getting rookie of the year. Got in a little trouble. Yeah, you shouldn't have hit the, um, you shouldn't have beat up um Dale Ellis. No, there wasn't mm. that was, like, that was in me and Dale got in that. That was in 1990. But I but I tell Patrick all the time, I just feel like I was the rookie of the year that year. And what he I said. heard you say that was your trophy. And, and, I, and I also got, yeah, I told him, you know, I don't been to his house. I said, let me see my trophy. I, I, I want every other rookie of the year except the NBA rookie of the year. Me and Carl Malone got, which Carl averaged about 14, I think, that year. I averaged 17 and eight. Carl averaged maybe 14 and nine. But we got that Reader's Digest rookie of the year. I won the Seagulls Rookie of the Year by myself. I won every award of Rookie of the Year that year, except the NBA Rookie of the Year. Because he played for the New York. That's all. That's, and that's why in New York. And that's what I told him. He talking about man. I say, Patrick, if you played all eighty-two games and you got the numbers you got, you're right. You do win Rookie of the Year, but you can't say that you miss. You 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 miss. You miss. What I mean, I don't know the numbers. I got to pull my calculator out. But I think if you miss thirty-two out of sixty games. That's less. You didn't even play sixty percent of the games that year. No, you didn't. 
Mm. You know, I want to say it's fifty eight percent just off the head. Yeah. So and that's that's why I went rookie of the year that year, and it cost me a hundred grand. Did you go to the All Star game that year? Was you selected to the All Star no. game that year? No, and and he was selected All Star. I felt like I I, I should have been selected because of the way I was playing. Um, you know, the type of, I mean, we didn't have a very good team. We had some yeah. well-known players, Al Wood, Jerry Henderson, Tom Chambers, Jack Sigma. Right. And, you know, I was second on the team in scoring behind Tom, you yeah. know. But and Tom would dunk on you back then, too. Oh, yes. oh yeah. I will dunk on you. I do <laughs> practice. I say, don't jump, man. Me and Tom got a bet who going to have the most dunks on you. <laughs> <laughs> One year he was with with uh when he was with New York and who was the coach was it Stu Jackson or Huey Brown? they was doing a damn no I think it was Rick Patino it was some, one of them coaches and they was mm-hmm. doing a one three one and I'm sitting there you ain't gonna play no one three one in no pros and man gotta be Rick Patino I <laughs> on, on Patrick by four I got him three I lost like two hundred dollars or something like that uh-huh. well hey I said hey man don't jump man because we and Tom got a bet who's gonna get the most dunks tonight now. But mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I felt like I should have been rookie of the year that man. But it's it's all good though. I Patrick's a great friend, you know, and and uh you know he's a Hall of Famer. I take nothing away from him, but it's just just what I believe in. Okay. Yeah, he's supposed to. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Right. I tell Corey I'm a man all the time. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> But check this right. out, man. But so, you know, uh, being disappointed in life was nothing new. Also, that's what makes you get hungry. Right. And, oh. and mm-hmm. it grinding, you know, because right. a lot of people don't even realize I wasn't even Columbia. I wasn't even the Columbia Player of the Year. Mm. Oh. Oh. Who was? Huh? One of my friends, Harold Martin, who went to South Carolina, was, and he was another one. How's my trophy doing? He's passed away today. You know, a few years back. But uh, yeah, right. Harold Martin, mm-hmm. uh, basketball legend here too. But I felt like with what we do, and they beat us twice, so it's hard to to go against that. But oh. they beat us twice, you know. So um, I can't take that away from them. But everybody knows that war should have went to me. Also, uh, when you've been disappointed, like I said a lot, you you, you just learn to grind more and grind harder. And that's all I did, you know. Uh, when, when I did make the All-Star team, I just kept grinding. Just kept grinding. That's all you all can right. do. So check this out. So that's why when that when you when you meet a okay, you come in the NBA, right? Rookie. And you already got like a chip on your shoulder. So that's why that's how when you run up on a person like Michael Jordan or you run up on a person like Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley, it's competition straight out the bat. Yeah. You ain't you ain't backing out nothing. Well, yeah, when I first got into the league, man, I had some veterans, like I said, Al Wood, Gerald Henderson, uh, George Johnson. And those guys would be telling me, you know, you're going to be a marked man because at that time, you know, I was averaging, my average salary was about $750,000. A year? A year. Even though I didn't make that a year because my first year, I only made 500000 And then the second year... I mean, 650 to 875, 875. You want to start low. So when you come to renegotiate, you want that hot, that last year to be a hot number. So okay. um, you got to realize guys like 
George Gervin was making like 800 and I'm coming in. You know, Doc was making like 900. I asked for a million dollars. I said, and Lenny Wilkins told me, I'm not paying you a million dollars. I'm not going to pay you as much as Doc and these guys. He, but he looked me in the face and said, if you get us where we reveling and get us back in the playoffs, I will give you the money. I will give you the money. And I said, okay. So I settled for the 750. Two years into my contract, we renegotiated and he gave me a million dollars because now we just went to the Western Conference Finals. And who y'all played that year? You had some battles. Lakers played the you Lakers. But y'all got rid of Houston, though. Y'all beat Houston, yeah. though, right? Double overtime. We went down to Houston, won game one and game two. Lost, playing? lost game three in Seattle. Won game four, went up 3-1. Mm-hmm. Went to Houston and lost. Came back for game six and went in double overtime. Man, Elijah one had 49 and 25. Yeah. What question? Hey, hey, when you're talking about that Decepticon, first thing that came to my mind is Optimus Prime. <laughs> That's what I used to call King. He was like Optimus Prime, man. He was a beast. What about Clyde Drexler, man? How, how was he on the court? Clyde was tough. Clyde is tough, fast. You know, at that time when he was he was with Portland, he wasn't with Houston. He was, yeah, he was with Portland. He was with Portland. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wide, streaky shooter. You just mm-hmm. want to stop him from, you know, you know. I mean, you know, he's Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan. I heard that a lot too. You yeah, know, Michael Jordan. Think mm-hmm. about it. We're jumping over Andre Turner head in college. Mm-hmm. Fly slam came from fly, fly slam jammer. Yeah, yeah. Them boys played above the rim. Right, right. Mm-hmm. and so I was like. You know, not not I was like, I mean, we was like, we got to keep him, we call it the lunch pad, where it got jumps from. We got to keep him out of the lunch pad area. And we try to keep him where he's shooting jump shots. But, you know, Clyde was a very, very good player, very athletic guy. I didn't guard him as much unless he went to the small forward. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm only guarding Kiki Vandeway. Great deal, yeah. All these white boys when he was with Portland. Yeah. And I was also a teammate in in New York, but, and then Jerome Kersey took over that spot. Uh-huh. And I felt like Jerome didn't shoot as well as Kiki, but uh-huh. he was more athletic than Kiki, you know? Some so, of them small forwards that you play, you faced back in the Western Conference and the, the, some of yeah. them small forwards back then, man. There was yeah. some real, some real yeah. hoopers back then. I mean, so who would you say was probably your, your toughest, one of your toughest covers? Who, who's somebody who you know, I gotta eat good tonight because it's on tomorrow. Yes, man. Oof. Dax, Dax, can you go out? Um, Larry Bird, definitely. Mm. James Worthy, definitely. James Worthy. Ooh. James Worthy. Charles Barkley, if he's at the four or the three. Barkley. Barkley, yeah. You got, you got, you got Bernard King. Bernard. Oh, yeah. You got, oh, yeah. You got, uh, like I said, Kiki Vandaway. Mm-hmm. You got Alex English. South Ooh. Carolina. You got Alex Mark Aguirre. Mark Aguirre. Yes. You got Rodney oh, McCray. Different remember. types of players. Some of them are different types because something like Rodney gave me trouble on defense. And mm-hmm. I used to ask my, my, my college teammate, James Gibbs, and Rodney were high school teammates together. 
So I used to say, you telling him how I get my, my shit off? Because he's the <laughs> whole fucking guy that could stop it sometimes. And I don't have to show him a different variation of it or that right. turnaround. But Rodney was, you know, he, he was he was defensively, man. He was tough on him. Plus, he's another guy that can handle the ball. Then, you know, you got Scottie Pippen. I, it's just so many, man. The small four was one of and I, I and I, I'm sorry to always leave this guy and it just hit my mind. Adrian Dantley. Yeah. Adrian Danley. Because before Carmelone was scoring 28, it used to be Adrian Danley doing that scoring. He'd drop mm. you off too. Yes, he would mm. give to you. He'll give you numbers. Uh mm. Marcus Johnson. I mean, just so many guys, man. But uh I tell people, man, being a small forward, it made me grow up really, really quick because I had to learn how to go back at these guys. And, you know, I remember Jerry Henderson said, X, you just got to go back at him, man. You can't wait on Bernie to call a play. You Sometimes you just got to get it and go. And that's what I started on. I started snatching that rebound, thinking back I'm back in college, and I would just get it and go. Yeah. So um, those are some of the guys. I named quite a few, you know. Yeah. That were, that were All of players, man. I mean, I mean, and, and I missed a lot of them. But, I mean, you know, uh, when you get to the NBA, man, it's really no easy night. It may be an easy night, like you may get Ivoroni on you, you know, from Utah when he was with Utah or Philly. But he's only in there for the first three minutes before somebody come off the bench that can really score. You know? Right. <laughs> so it's really no easy nights. Yeah. I mean, you know, guy it's like the best that, of the best. Yeah, it's the best of the best, man. I remember Harold Press, I'm like, damn, this guy killing me, man. And, you know, he was from Villanova. He came out, I think, 86, 87. And I used to have to say, okay, can't play this motherfucker this way. I got to rough him up a little. <laughs> I started taking him down low, trying to rough him up, hit him with four arms. And you just got to learn and learn people. You got to read your scouting report. You got to watch film. But, man, I tell people all the time, man, it's, it's the best job in the world to wake up and go play basketball and get paid for it. Uh, check yeah. used to be out the taxes, no state taxes in Seattle, a hundred and five thousand wow. a month. Mm. Come on, man. Nothing wrong with that, man. Damn, I'm, that's not better I'm like, man, who they want me to kill too? They give me all this money. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Hey. Yeah. I guess that's why you it might have looked like you didn't mind killing somebody if it came hey. to that from time to yeah. time. You know, hey. and I just man, it's it's best job in the world, man. I tell you. What was your best night in the NBA, your best game that you performed? You shooting in a hula hoop when it just feel like everything. If you can remember, I, I quite a bit of them, man. It's hard. I like that. So many. Yeah. I, I had a few of them. You know, I had a couple 40 point games. Yeah, he did. You he know, did. 40 point games. Mm. Uh, I would probably say my best half when we were playing the Lakers. And it's the year I made the All Star team. 88. 88. It was like January, and I had just hurt my knee. And it was somewhere late January, and I had like 25 at the half. I had like 25 at the half. And I remember Nate throwing me a dunk, and I just one-handed and cocked it. And we lost the game, by the way. 
<laughs> it was the Lakers. No, it was them. Had, it was them Showtime Lakers. I, I, I've, I mean. had some, I've had some some phenomenal games against the Lakers. Uh, I think I had like thirty nine in in in, mm. in the form. Had forty two in Seattle. Ooh. I've had some, I, and I've had some good games against a lot of people, man. Um, it's it's I mean, hard to remember a lot of them, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I remember Milwaukee. I had 42 in Milwaukee, missed like eight free throws, could have had 50. Oh, man. But um, uh, I've, I've had some phenomenal games. New York, I had like 40-something in New York. At the guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you, because you had like four or five years in Seattle where you were, where you were dropping like 20 in game, 28, right. you know, everything yeah. like that. But then in, in like the early 90s, yeah. uh, you got traded yeah. to Phoenix first. Phoenix. And then when I went to Phoenix uh, on the first trade, you know, I'm playing with a better cast. You know, you got mm-hmm. Tom Chambers, you got Kevin with Lester, Tom. you got Jeff Hornacek, Mark West, and um, Dan Morley. And mm-hmm. you got myself at the small forward. And mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a good fit for me because in Phoenix, we mostly ran screen and roll with Hornacek up top, shoot the three, me in the corner, Mark West dives. I am not a type of shooter that just catch and shoot. I'm more of a guy who wants to put on the floor then maybe pull up on you, being athletic. I'm an athletic mm-hmm. shooter. It wasn't a good fit for me. I, 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 me and Tom Chambers, man, great guy. I mean, right. you'll be amazed, man, great guy. I got. I would have some stories to tell, but I would have to kill all y'all. No, that nah. <laughs> yeah, you had a little short stint in Phoenix, but then, but then after, but after Phoenix though, I went to New York. Is New York, York. my squad? Yeah, that's my squad. But, but X, real quick, X. It seems like to me you wouldn't have thought that you know you had five years in Seattle, then you go to Phoenix real quick, right. and then you in New York. You only ended up playing in New York for one year, right? One year. One year. But it seemed like you was there for a longer yeah, time than that because no, so honestly, much happened, yeah, I guess, in that. that in that one year yeah, that when you was, was in year. New York. That was a good year for New York. Yeah. A lot of people don't even realize. Hold up. I, Tell us day one. When I got nope. traded to Phoenix, I was mad because I was supposed to go to New York. I didn't even play in a game because they were saying I'm possibly going to get traded to New York. Somehow it fell through. And then this was like preseason. And then all of a sudden, two months later, I get traded to Phoenix. And then I'm traveling from Seattle to Phoenix. And at that time, cell phones wasn't, um, the signal would go in and out through the mountains. And as I'm coming through the mountains, my my phone finally comes through because I'm right out in the outskirts of Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm like, oh, who called me? And I call them back and I'm like, they said, come to the office and Coffee Simmons there and Jerry Colangelo. And they was like, I just traded your ass. <laughs> I said, for real? They said, yeah. I said, where? To New York. I was like, thank you. And they were like, you're not mad? I said, nah, this is where I should have went in because New York fit me. Right. It fit me. I knew it fit me with Patrick. And so when I got there, uh, I caught a red eye that night. I just got in town, and and same day I got in town, I had my cousin say, "Hey man, you got to take care of all this shit on your own." I was like, "I got to go to New York. I got to do this physical." So I catch a red. I get to New York, do my physical. The next day, 
I goes to Charleston, South Carolina. We training. And the first day we were meeting, Pat Riley was talking, what do you expect? And he said, I'm going to show you a video. And I'm looking, I dropped my head. The damn video of me and Oakley fighting the DC. Uh, yeah, because you and Oakley got into it when you was in right. Seattle. Yes, yeah. right. two, about that two was years, wild. Two or three years prior. So okay. now I'm sitting, I dropped my head. I'm laughing. And it, Pat Riley said, now we fight together. Mm. And so yes, sir. Uh, January comes. Season going pretty good. January comes. I got a clause in my contract. I had the first buyout. But any NBA player, they don't care who it was. They didn't have the buyout before me. Oh, the first yeah. buyout ever in the NBA. Yeah. In the first in the NBA, I had the first buyout. Ooh, give me a contract man. out. Because mm -hmm. when I was with Seattle, that's the same contract that I was with Seattle again. I signed three different contracts: a rookie contract, extension, and another extension with Seattle. And so. <laughs> Explain to our audience real quick what a what a buyout is. When you say you buy, buyout, you bought you bought out your own contract. Own right? contract. Um, yes, I had a buyout. A buyout is where you you have so many years left on your contract. I opt out where I pay the New York Knicks five hundred thousand dollars to get out of. I gave them a check for five hundred thousand dollars to get out my contract. So, like I said, everything was going well. Mm -hmm. Got good numbers, around 18, 19, mm -hmm. 19 a game, about eight rebounds. You go look it up. You can go to NBA.com, oh. and uh, you can see the whole, all the stats. They got all the stuff online now. You can see the numbers. Start off a little slow, picked it up. I buys the contract out, and they stop playing me. There you go. They stop playing me. And now my average goes from 18 and a half to – down to 13. And, you know, the good thing for me is we lost the division to New to, to Boston Celtics. We both tied five, 51 and 31. But back then, everybody in your conference, you had to play five times. They beat us right. three to two. So that's the tiebreaker. Since they won three to two, they win the division. So now we go to from two to four, or from three to four, because Cleveland would have took two. We would have took two before we got to Cleveland. It's, it's weird. So so let's say the NBA, we win the division. We would have went number two because we won the division because Chicago was in the same division with Cleveland. So Cleveland oh, okay. would have initially got the number three seed, but if we would have met each other in the playoff, Cleveland would have flopped to number two and we would have went to number three. So by us losing, we goes to number four. Now I got to meet with Pat Riley. And he asked me, how can we get you back in, in this flow? I said, man, I've been ready, man. I said, do you see me? I'm the first one in the gym. Practice at 10. I'm here at 830. Mm. Practice over at, 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 at 12. I'm leaving at 230. I'm ready, man. And that was the that, that was just the best thing. So now we got Detroit Pistons. Yeah, after and we they coming off of they coming off of two. They that was after their yeah their, their back to back. They just got knocked out by the Bulls in the Eastern okay. Conference Finals the year before. So, but they had three years before that they went back to back, and then right. Eastern Conference lost to the Bulls. So mm -hmm. they just finished fifth. So we meet we meet the Pistons. 
We beat them in game one. They beat game two. They win game three. We win game four, but I'm having big games. You know, I'm doing basically double-double every night. And then we get them in, we get them in back in New York game five. I have a, a monster game. I finished with like, I think it was 24, 25. And I think Patrick had like 28, something like that. So we beat them. And then now we got the Bulls. And we win game one. One. I think we win game one or we lose game one, but we won game two or lose. We split New York. Mm-hmm. And so, but we lose game three, the pivotal game. We lose game three. God. You got to hold your court. In, your, and, in New York. Y'all, y'all yeah. beat them one but, time in Chicago, and then y'all went back to New York right. and lost game three. Okay. And so yeah. now I am still playing well, and I'm defending Scotty Pippen, Pippen very well. So mm-hmm. we lose game seven. Everybody knows that. And so now I'm a free agent. And they were telling me, you know, we're going to sign you. And I'm like, okay, okay. I'm not in the free agent market. Now, July gone, I'm sitting there like, oh, I get a call from a reporter. And he basically tells me, they're going to screw you, X. I'm telling you, they're going to screw you. As soon as they get one of these draft picks, not draft picks, but when they get one of these free agents they're looking at, they're going to jerk you around. They didn't get a free agent. And then when after he told me that, I called David Falk. I said, well, we're just going to go, man. It's, it's September, man. And they hadn't come up to the plate. I went to Boston. Okay. And Boston made me an offer. $13 right. million for five years, $8 million guaranteed, which means – and, and let me backtrack a little bit. Now, I had two years left of my deal in New York, which was going to make me a million eight, a million eight, which is three points. That's three point six. Million, eight, 2.6, right? 3.6? 3.6. Yeah, 3.6, right? Yes, sir. Plus, I gave New York $500,000. So I am out $4.1 million. Right. Right? Right. So I signed... A five-year, $13 million deal, that's the most they could offer me. I didn't want to be in the five-year deal. I wanted to be a free agent again. I'm gambling on myself now. Right. And I didn't know Reggie Lewis was going to die, but I signed the five-year right. five guarantee. So now you take $8 million from 4.1. I really signed a three one-year $3.9 million deal. As you got to remember, I gave up 1.8, 1.8, and 500, which is 4.1. I got 8 million guaranteed. And so Reggie Lewis died, and the team just goes crazy. Yeah. And we lose to Charlotte in the playoffs also that year. Oh, yeah. Asshole ML Carr becomes the GM. (laughs) (laughs) And stuff. Oh, man. The ultimate asshole. Oh, man. Ultimate um, Mel, Mel, you wanted to ask him something about. Did you want to ask him anything about the about the? I know you got your New York ties. You you wanted to ask him anything about New York specifically? Nah, you, you pretty much just said it all. But um, okay. I don't think about New York. Uh, you that, was you that year when Texas high? Was, was you the <laughs> was you the year Charles Smith Charles Smith play was there? Was that that year? No, no, that's the year I left in ninety ninety two. He came in 92, 94. I just felt so bad for the guy. 
because I, as soon as all that stuff happened, the first thing come to my mind, the first thing they're going to be saying, they should have kept Xavier. At least he would have tried to dunk it. Because <laughs> I was thinking that, that might have been you in that position. Could have been me in that position. Could have been. But, I, but I'll tell you this right here. Anybody that knows me will tell you this. They might have would have blocked one. But no. you won't block twice. You I, may not I, I got it. You're not going to find many tapes of me unless I'm an old-ass man getting three shots blocked and I didn't have the hops. I still had some decent hops back then. One of them was going to get boomed on because mm. if, you go back series, <laughs> if you go back to that series, you can ask Cartwright, Big Bill Cartwright and Horace Grant. I had a couple monster dunks on them underneath the basket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I go up hard as I can. So I just knew that a lot of people would, would, would – would, would try to destroy this kid. And yeah. unfortunately, you know, people don't realize Scotty Pippen is a hell of an athlete, man. You was giving Scotty, you was giving, you was on Scotty though. And I mean, y'all was back and forth holding him. He was holding you. And I heard you say somewhere, I don't need no help. Yeah, I don't need no help. I tell people all the time. What you say about Scotty Pippen? What I, you say? I, I, mean, I, I, I like Scotty. You know, y'all got to realize. I thought Scotty was coming to Seattle, and we traded him for Olin Polonies now. Oh, I forgot. Oh, about yeah. So I I was I was I was thought that we would be teammates one day, and I, I got nothing but respect for Scotty. But what I'm saying is, I was quick enough to guard Scotty. A lot of small forwards ain't quick enough to guard him. I was quick enough, and then I was trying to make him use his left hand as much as possible. Everything he's doing, I need him to do it going to its left. If you're a right-hand player, everything you do, you're doing it to your right. I, I mean, with me, I, I want to go right and try to dunk on you instead of left. I can still dunk it left, but not with the power with the with the right. <laughs> that's fair. Right. And and I think matchups favor certain players. I, and I've, I've said this in another podcast. That if that was Mark Aguirre, that guy used to kill me. Certain matchups, certain matchups favor certain people. And so I felt like that favored me because I could pick him up. I'm in great shape. It wasn't one, I wasn't one of those guys to go out every night and drink and get high, you know. So I felt like that matchup favors me a lot in there. My body frame was bigger than him. He might outwore me, but if you look at – Scotty Pippen and look at him. He was saying he was 215. I was weighing 205. But you look at my body frame. I had a big body frame. Yeah, so, you look bigger than him. I gotta say that. He looked slender and taller, but, but you look but he you was look weighing in at 210, 215. I was weighing in at 205 back then. So um I was just, you know, playing the game that I play. And you know, when you help on Michael and Scotty, that sets everybody else up. So we needed to play everybody one on one. You double Mike, he got forty. You play him single, he still got forty. Yeah, <laughs> play him single, let him get forty with single. You know, that's I know, right? Oh man, yeah. New York. One more you question: know. While we still in Chicago, that famous meme with you and Mike. Ooh. Yeah. Well, 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 how did that happen? Mike was, t- Mike said, Mike was taking over Scotty. Right? Yeah, yeah. When you listen to the, you listen to his documentary. I watched it like a lot of people. He said he stood up to the bully. And I was just standing up for myself. Right. And so I was just 
talking trash like most people talk trash, you know. And uh, I, my job was to get under Scotty's skin and try to make Scotty not be effective as much right. as in yeah. that series. No one could ever say I played dirty ball against him. I never hit him dirty. I played him hard, but I never played dirty. And I've, I was never known as a dirty player, you know. So um, Scotty has had a reputation of if you can get on his skin, then you can beat the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And so I just went out and did what I needed to do for us to win. Mike was like, stood up and said, F you. And I was like, F you back, Mike. So it got to the point, you couldn't really see it, but you could see my little move. I said, what you want to do? Because, shit, I know if me and you get in a fight, they're kicking both of us out. We win the game because we still got Patrick Ewing. Ah, no, that's right. So we're doing We're playing chess right now. Yeah. So he realized that. And, um, you know, people... I'm not scared of Michael Jordan. I never was scared of Michael Jordan. Even when I met him, we all met each other in the Pan Am trials. We were 20 years old. Uh-huh. You know, I tell people where I come from and where I've been at. Uh, and I've seen people shot. I've seen people hit in the head with bricks. I've actually witnessed two killings in my neighborhood Ooh. before I even got out of high school. Oh. And so... They're they're in shootouts. I ain't gonna talk about the number of shootouts, mm-hmm. but I just never was scared. And you yeah. know, most people can sit here and say, "I can look Mike in the face thirty years later and say, fuck, I ain't never been scared of you." I know but that's right. I respect you. I as loved a, it. That. Respect you as a man, mm-hmm. but I've never been scared of you. And 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 I, I you know, I, I just never feared him or any player. You know, I go into any game knowing that if I'm going to be successful, I got to make sure that I'm on top of my game. And uh, if I'm on top of my game, then everything else will take care of itself. And that's how I looked at the bull game. Was not in the clubs in um, Chicago. I wasn't sitting around drinking a bunch of uh, beer. Uh, never been a liquor drinker. But I'll, I'll chug some beer now. But All right. uh, I just – Never, when it, when it comes to playoffs, man, the, the atmosphere is really, really different. And you have to be ready to play and you have to get your body in sync to where you want to play. And, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, that's the way for me. I didn't even like our teammates talking to Mike before the game. You know, I know Greg Anthony. <laughs> I heard that. Guys, yeah. Don't be so talking I know to you me. really, yeah. I know you really wouldn't be a fan of how, how the, the, the current NBA players they they fraternize and they're a lot of buddy buddy stuff and there's not really a lot of distaste or disdain or dislike or it seems to take away a little bit from the competition just from right. a fan yeah as opposed to when you guys did it it was just yeah. seemed like y'all were a lot more passionate yeah and not trying to right back I mean, down from anybody but you hold know, your own on your own squad right you know let's say tyrone corbin comes to town i pick him up at the hotel we go get something to eat when we get to the game we're gonna shake hands and that's it. It's it's it's, it's about getting busy now. I, yeah. But I, I understand this is a new time and age. These mm-hmm. guys have known each other. A lot of them have known each other from when they were 13 and 14 years old playing on the AU circuit. You know? Yeah. Um uh, where 
myself, I didn't meet Michael Jordan until I was 20. I didn't meet Patrick Ewing until I was 20. Me and mm-hmm. Patrick hit it off right off. You know, me and Wayman Tisdale knew each other at 18 because we were at BC basketball camp in Georgia together. You know, uh-huh. I didn't meet Charles Barkley until I was 20, 20 years old. We was at BC camp and also at the uh, Pan Am tryouts in, in Colorado Springs. So most of us didn't know each other until we are about 20 if you weren't in the same conference. And so it, it doesn't really bother me, but I don't understand why I got to exchange jerseys. There, <laughs> I, I understood. If I wanted to patch you on jersey, I'd say, hey, Patrick, you, send me a damn jersey, man. <laughs> you know, but I mean, that's what these guys do now, man. Right. I ain't at them. I ain't jealous of them. They, right. You know, I tell people all the time, man, I love LeBron James. You know why I love LeBron oh, yeah. James? For the man he is. $1,200 back into my parking, him and Chris Paul. I don't even know Chris Paul. I met LeBron James in the 2005 All-Star Game in L.A., him and Carmelo Anthony. And he looked at me, and I looked at her smile, says, X-Ray. He told me, oh, okay. And so, you know, um, I, I I look at these guys for helping guys like myself because he, he put $1,200 back in my pocket every month for, for, for health care. You know? Oh, okay. With the Players Association. Association, right. Right. Okay. 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 We get that free health care, man. And I know some guys done messed it up a little bit for trying right. to um, fraud people, but fraud the, um, the insurance company. But, I mean, when, you, when you're looking at things or helping the people before you, you can't help but respect these guys, man. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, like I said, the culture has changed. You know, uh, they still get into a few skirmishes, but not like it was yeah. when I played. But yeah. oh no, I told I told people watch basketball in the bubble. It was some of the best basketball you watch in a long time. It was you know execution. You know why? Because they were not hanging out. They could go uh, nowhere. The team was able to watch what they were drinking. Mm-hmm. It was the best. I enjoy basketball, man. Guys was were playing, and it was oh man, it was good. And yeah. um, and um, you know, but you know, you know, people have nightlife because we are regular people, yeah. you know. So, but it was I good know. basketball. But I, I respect those guys. I need one story from you. What well, two things? But I need you to tell the people what y'all told the rookies about talking to Michael Jordan and how he how they was thinking that um, he was on their side. Well, for <laughs> the years, I watched rookies go up to Mike. And he talked to them and tell them how great they are and keep up the good work. Man, you're doing good. Just patting you on the back. And then yeah. you're 50. So <laughs> when we were in New York, I was like, nobody talks to this man. Nobody talks to this man. And I was, nobody. He wants to come up and talk to you, walk away. And Oak is the type of person that when we be saying things and you're doing it, he'll throw a ball at you. <laughs> so nobody was talking to Mike ain't nobody if he's on that end then you walk to the other end we ain't dealing with him we trying to we trying to crack his cranium so <laughs> we we not we not trying to be friends with him but you know and, and like I said that was our culture back then we're going to be rough rugged and raw so um, you know I, I just didn't want people talking to Mike I you understand know? You know, because you now you come up with these stories like in the last, like LeBradford Smith. No, just get that man his credit that he he kicked your ass that night. That's all yeah. you gotta do. Don't say what revenge. 
you know, he just kicked your ass. That's it. Simple as that. You know, yeah, you know, I, I mean, the documentary, I, I, I like it, but, you know, he made himself, I thought he'd try to make himself look bigger. And I'm like, Mike, you already big, dude. I promise you, you're the biggest thing on this planet. <laughs> I mean, you, you're bigger than Spider-Man, you know, Superman, you know, yeah. but, you know, some of the negative things of how you treated his teammates, you know? Yeah. So, but um, you know, a lot of people these days they'll take that just to pay for Michael Jordan. They say yeah. they play with Michael Jordan. I wish yeah. Mike would swing and hit me in the eye. Steve Kerr laughing yeah, like that's cool. He might hit him in the eye. Yeah, LA for South Carolina. Well, they would put it this way. Yeah, I put, me. I put it this way. I respect Mike, and I, 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 I think he's a pretty good guy. But I'm gonna be honest. If he would have did that to me. He would have had to explain why both his eyes black. <laughs> yeah, because you can't. I know that's right. You came at Oakley with the left. I know you. I think you play right-handed, but you came yeah. at Oakley with yeah. the left. I wasn't expecting. I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, you jumped into it. Yeah, we laugh at, we laugh at that. Yeah, stuff, I can tell you watch wrestling. <laughs> and I know, right? And then y'all ended up being on the same team, and I was yeah. like, boy, you, Oakley, and Mason. Yeah. Now you talking about a front line or some dudes who you. Mm, yeah, imagine, no, thank you. But you know what? Practice was. Yeah, yeah. practice. Oh yeah, y'all had one of them practices. practices. And, and and you the... Mark Jackson at the point. Huh? Oh yeah, and man. Mark Jackson at the point. That's one, one of my favorite. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite. I said, yeah. how was it playing when you playing with my, Mark Jackson at the um at the point? So that's one of my favorite point guards. Yeah, keep your hands up. Something may hit you in the face. Keep yeah. He is the Houdini of basketball. Mark Jackson, he got that New York City, City game. And yeah. you open, he gets it to you, man. I, I like playing with Mark, man. I just felt like I wish they would have kept us together. All, me, him, and Gerald, all three of oh, us. Oh, Gerald Wilkins, Dominique yeah. Wilkins. Yeah, I, oh, I yeah. Like, I felt like they should have kept us together one more year or at least two yeah. years. But um, Starks on that squad too. Starks, yep, that was his first full season. He was there half a season the year before, so that was his first full season in '91, the '91 '92 season. But yeah, man, that was a that was a good squad, man. Yeah, they gave up on that squad, I think, too quick. I mean, y'all was right, y'all was right there and gave the Bulls all they wanted. Well, yeah, and you know, a lot of teams do that sometimes. You know, you get this this squad and you think you can improve it. You know, you think you can improve it. And I'm giving you an example of today when when um, uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas was on the Celtics about four years ago. They had uh -huh. a run. And the Boston Celtics thought that they need to improve the team, and they start getting rid of people. And they got Kyrie in there and got, yep. yeah. Yeah. And they it, hey, but then all of a sudden, things just start going bad again. So uh -huh. sometimes teams get cute with it. When they got a team, see what this team can do for two years, you know. And uh, if you go to the Eastern Conference Finals, you don't tear down; you add on to it. Why are you gonna Why are you gonna knock a house down when it's already a solid foundation? Why are you gonna bring in a new foundation? You add huh. pieces to it. Don't tear it down. Uh, and that's just the latest of what I've seen over the years. But that man, that mm, I left New York. I love Boston. I don't. Don't get me wrong. I don't care what people say mm -hmm. and what they talk about racism. And we know racism in the South bad. You know? And so 
when I'm in Boston, Maine, they have treated me like I was a king. I go on Newberry Street. I go anywhere in Boston, Maine, and people will give Mr. McDaniel what he wants. I go to this Italian restaurant, and then give, I don't know why they're not playing you. You at least get in there and you bust your ass. I don't care what he orders. You want something to go? I mean, it'd be like money wasn't no good. I've had, mm -hmm. I had a great time in Boston, but I, my heart was probably still in, in, in New York. Man, you know, I, I hate Man. to say it, but you know, I gave Boston everything I could. But like right. I said, I can't. I, I just, Emil Carr is not one of my favorite people in the <laughs> world. I just, I just look at him, man. You don't play with people's careers and talk about people's careers, and telling me in my face. I, I, I tell him in his face and then slap him. That this is what you said. You told me if I didn't shut up, you'll try to end my career. And that's what he did. Put me in the game, take me out. You can go look at the stats. I played so many games. With, you know, you got to go in or you get suspended. You know, and I don't never want to be a detrimental to a team. But right. when I see management coming at me, you know, then I got to stand up as a man for myself. And then just be honest about the situation. And then I won't be mad because you at least you're admitting that, yeah, I did this to this guy and I probably shouldn't have did it. So I, I don't like him. And if he walked... And right now, y'all be like, oh, shit. I'll slap the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah. That's home, baby. That's how we do. That's how yeah. we do. You know what I mean? You know, you don't play with people's money, man. And no. they don't. Their career, their money, their mama, their food. And they tell. Yeah. yeah, I had the yeah. late, uh, what's his name? Smith. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, played for Louisville Smith. Uh, Derek Smith, uh -huh. the late Derek Smith came to me and said, chill, man. When they said something, they were trying to, he was, I was trying to get traded. They were, Washington was trying to trade for me. And he came uh -huh. to me and Derek Smith said, I need you to relax, man. And just don't, don't fight back. I'm trying to get you out of, uh, we're trying to get you out of uh, Boston. And it never materialized. And that's uh -huh. why, that's why, I got the anger at him because right. he knows this and he, he could never be in my presence and, and say this because, you know, I'm thinking that, okay, I'm a chill and I stop talking and this, this guy just keeps going on and on. Then, you know, uh, they, he jerked me around my, that last year in Boston, which was my free agent year, you know? Wow. And then after that year, that last year in Boston, going overseas. Yeah. I went over to Greece for a year. Then two years in New Jersey, and then I gave it up. Does Greece still owe you that million? They still owe me that million. They, Cliff Livingston asked me. He said, uh, "Hey man, they want they, they want they be trying to contact you, man. They want you to come back to Greece. They want to recognize you as one of the best players to play in Greece." I said, "Tell them when they send me a damn million dollar check, I'll be back in Greece." <laughs> I do not want to talk to them. I know that's right. Oh, man, we've been going for a while here. We're over an hour and a half in. I don't know how much time we got, Mel, but I want to ask you real quick. How was your feeling? Uh, one of my final questions I got. Uh, when they retired, I think they retired your jersey at Wichita State. Mm -hmm. Right after my senior, last game after my senior year. Man, retired your number, man. I, I was, I mean, I know you were going on, I guess at that time. I, I thought I, it was later. I, I, was, I was 21 years old wow. when they retired. I hadn't turned 22. My birthday was in June. I was, I performed in front of these people for four years, but I was nervous to speak in front of them. 
Mm -hmm. They was asking for a speech and I just said, thank you. That's all I could ever say, thank you. But I I got mixed emotions about it because, you know, uh, my friend Arvin Sherrod was supposed to get his jersey retired. They did mine first. And then my college coach got um, fired right after my rookie year. And so they never retired his jersey. And I've always just felt like we both should have been in the rafters together. But I was very, very nervous. That was it. Okay, go ahead. And I was just. I was, we love the babies now. We love the kids. We love the kids. I was just very nervous. You know, like I said, I had to perform in front of these people for four years. And there's 10,666 people at the game. And I just said thank you, but I really appreciate them, man. They pretty much have adopted me as one of their own. I call it my second home. Uh, I go there all the time. I do a basketball camp there in the summer. Um, and I, I usually get back for at least one or two games. Uh, you know, if they come somewhere close. I did, I was thinking about heading over to uh, – um, oh, Lord, where's the school at? Uh, East Carolina. But they, with the COVID stuff, they didn't go. So, oh, Okay. Um, I tried. So you were thinking about getting into coaching? Were you thinking no, about getting into no. coaching? Because I know a lot of your, no, I know I a lot of your teammates, Nate McMillan. Man, I ain't no coach. I work a kid uh, every once in a while, but I ain't uh, no coach, man. I just, I'll coach my kids. Mm -hmm. but, and I did some AU coaching for, even after my daughter left about four or five. Yeah, years. you had a daughter who's an All American too, right? Right. She played in North Carolina, and my son. Mm -hmm. Uh, University of Texas at Rio Grande Valley in wow. Edinburgh, Texas. Uh, but my I jeans is strong. Yeah. And I got two more little ones. And I got two more little ones. My my oldest okay. daughter didn't play ball. She just got her doctoring degree. So she's a doctor okay. now. And wow. About to get married. So I'm paying for a wedding too. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, Salute. Yeah. Salute. I got two more youngsters. We got okay. seven, four year old, and I'm 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 hoping one day that that they will follow in my footsteps too. You got a seven and a four year old, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> still kicking, baby. Still kicking. Uh, man, I know that's right. Still kicking. <laughs> we are uh, one of one of our first episodes was about was about fatherhood, man, and that was one of our best uh, episodes, I think. And uh, sounds like you're doing a, a tremendous job on on that. You can only do the best you can do as long as you're trying, you know. And, right. Uh, kids are a piece of work, though, man. I, I know. Oh, yeah. I was I a piece of work, too. Yeah, yeah. You have some mm -hmm. folks mold you and steer you in the right directions, keep you out of some of that trouble, yeah. and look at you. Well, hey, man, we like at a minute 42. Uh, yeah, man. That's a long time. Yeah. Tell me, man. Wanting to get some of them roots in there, so thank you, sir. Yeah. Oh man, I appreciate it. Anytime y'all want to bring me on, just 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 call me. You got my number. I got you stored in. Okay. We're gonna make it happen. You know. I appreciate I, it too. I, I, I talk South Carolina, man. I've been telling people, man, about South Carolina since I left left here at eighteen. Just turned eighteen in June. I got on a trailway bus station going to Kansas, and I've been telling people on that ride the whole time. That South Carolina got some of the best athletes, and 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 they're starting to see that now, you know. They are. Um, you know, yeah. um, you know, with the number of pro players we got from Peridosia to Middleton mm -hmm. 
to Middleton. Yep, you got the kid. We at, got Ja and and Zion just Zion, got drafted. You got the kid at Boston that went to Vanderbilt. I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, he from Charleston too. Uh, him and Middleton went to the same um, high school. Yeah, North Charleston. Yeah, down in Charleston, and uh, we got some players, man, and we've had some players, you know, um, that that made it, man, and 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 uh, you know they got to spread the word too that you know really? something about basketball is, yeah. is top notch, you know. Thank you, man. Thank and you. I'm I glad you do that. My thing is, this is a football state, mm-hmm. but this is a basketball town. <laughs> you, go to, you go to any high school game. You go to Dollarton, Hartsville. Oh. Man, okay. it's packed houses. It be packed now. Yeah, it's yeah. packed houses. They, you know, they get a hooper in there. And it, don't think I don't know about St. John. Was it St. John's down there? St. John. St. John. St. John. Yeah. yeah they cheated. Yeah. I see for back in the late eighties. I think it was eighty-seven, eighty-eight. So you, so you know who Derek McQueen is? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know Derek. We had him on the show. Yeah, yeah, Derek McQueen. Oh, on. His daughter's uh uh loyal. Yeah, yeah. He was helping me AAU. He was helping me and Roger Wiley doing AAU coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah I actually was Cozell. He said he wasn't real sure if he was or not. But uh, yeah, I know I know him and his family, man. They're good people. Darlington. Yeah, you know Alfred Taylor. I heard of that name. I don't think I know him. Yeah, Alfred, he came out with me. I'm like, damn, who this so, guy with all so these you was so you when you was in um Wichita State, so Tony Shaw was in South Carolina, right? South Carolina. Tony was in South Carolina. So he was yeah. there where Edmund was there too? Yep, yep, they were there together. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, Tony Shaw, I think when he came out 86. Yeah, because I think so, because he from um he from around here too. He right, yeah, here. yeah. But he wasn't he from he may be from the county, but he from another small town. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the name right now. Yeah, I remember Tony Shaw from USC. Yeah, I hadn't seen him in years though. But yeah, man, it's, it's a lot of talent in this state, man. And and uh, I, I tell people all the time, I, I, I've been an advocate for South Carolina basketball, man. You know, I take nothing away from no other state, but I'll put us up against anybody. Hey, man, that's what I'm talking about, man. It warms my heart. It warms my heart. We want our own. Yeah. Our own, man. Always rep. And as somebody who, as the way he played and the way he, he stood for what he stands for, man. Yeah. And shouts out to um, Alex English. That's who yeah. need him. I need him, man. You got to get me in touch with Alex. I, I'm going to shoot you his number. Okay. <laughs> you can tell him I gave it to you. <laughs> How you get it? Yeah, Zinsky. man. Turn up. Alex cool. That'll be, cool, man. That'll be cold, boy. We, he from King Park area, Valley Park, but boy, me and him like night and day. But I love him, man, because I mean, he kind of inspired me to be a basketball player. I, I was telling a story that a guy named Peter Ray McClinton used to get us tickets when we were going to the boys' club, and I watched the night that he scored, broke the scoring record at USC, and he gave his mom the. The um, the basketball, and that's something I always wanted to do. I, I I don't I don't think I ever told him, but I did look up to him. We always talk about a lot of other players like Dr. J and stuff, but I always looked up to him because I said one day I was gonna break that record. But and I also told him another story. I said, you remember you had your camp at at, at, at St. Luke Gym? 
over by Oak Street? He said, yeah. I said, you used to drive a Jeep, Annie. He said, yeah. I said, you kicked me out your camp and stuff. And he was like, I did? I said, yeah, you kicked me out. He said, what I kicked you out for? I said, for fighting. Oh. He looked at me and said, I guess you still fighting too, Annie. <laughs> but uh, he didn't even know. We, we, I started to get somebody to jack that Jeep one day. <laughs> oh, goodness. Seven years old, you know, let's get that Jeep. <laughs> we got to get him back on the podcast, Mel. So I'm like, okay, we got some more he's, stories. He's we got a, some more stories. He's a super nice guy, man. He, and when I would come to Denver, he would take me out to eat all the time. I got in a fight with one of his teammates, trying to think his name. He owned a funeral home, had beard. Uh, from South, why can I remember he's from Southwest Louisiana, Northeast Louisiana. He got traded with that Kiki trade. Um, what was his name? Big dude, about six seven, had the beard, and I had like bam, 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 and he just looked at me. I was like, oh shit! I just took off <laughs> right. Oh man, what's this guy's name? Oh man, he was he got traded with that Kiki when Kiki went to to Portland and he left and went to Denver and stuff, man. And um, Alex, was, he would take me out to eat, man, and talk to me all the time, man, and stuff, man. Uh, but I'm going to shoot you his number. All right. And just tell him that I gave it to you and stuff. He can only say yeah or nay. That's all? Yeah. Then yeah. if he say, if he say, say now, Xavier say now, he going to come knock on your door. <laughs> I sure. All right. All right, man. I appreciate it. Okay. Really do, uh, man. I'm sending it to you. Love right having now. you on the show, man. Okay. I'm, I'm, Mel, I'm sending it to you as we talk. I'm pulling it up. Look All at right. that, Mel. Got Alex English. That is one of the coldest throwback jerseys, though. Remember when we had the throwback phase? That Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. English on the back. Should be getting right now. All right, man. You're welcome to come okay. on the show at any time. We're going to wrap this up. Okay. Thank just you for your know, time, man. man. All right. Y'all just let me know, man, and I'll be more than happy. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate right. you. Thank Salute, you, sir. Man. Appreciate you. All right. You what, not that? Open your ears and listen. Direction for your ambitions. New narrative. This the community coalition. Jumel, Corey, and Dory here for the intervention. We've been letting this slide for too long. That's how we rise up. Knowledge is This the podcast to listen to. We out. We out. More. <laughs>